When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This week we are reviewing Tom Segura. Uh, just had his new special hit Netflix, and it's fucking hilarious. Sledgehammer. The best comedy special of the year, in my opinion. And then also the wild man that is UFC fighter Sean Strickland. He is a wild man. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. All right. We're into it. Segura. You watched the special? Oh, yeah. I watched it last night. I had to before this pod. Dude, how good is that? Love him. He's on fire, dude. I love his wife, too. She's the best. She's freaking hilarious. Those two together. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So funny. They just make fun of each other all the time. Yeah. It's great. They have, like, the best just humor with each other back and forth. I wonder how that is like helped their relationship or not. Right. Yeah. Cause it's always banter. Like, is it just always that way or is it only when they're on the air? Who knows? I bet they, ne- <laughs> I bet they play around a lot though. Like they're having a good time <laughs> for sure. What was that? She was talking about like, Tom, I think you would only like me. I can't remember what special it was on. It was on one of their deals. Anyways, she was like, Tom, I think you would like me more if I was, if I just fuck a lot of, people and if i was just a porn star then you'd like me so much more <laughs> she's just getting into it that's hilarious well uh, they they on in two bears one cave him and Bert like have interviewed a bunch of porn stars yeah for whatever reason mm-hmm. so yeah they must have a thing about that mm-hmm. that's pretty funny she you know you have to have a good sense of humor to be um married to either of those two though right like Bert or tom it's like imagine if you didn't they're wild animals wouldn't work no wouldn't no, work. Especially Bud. The Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Such a good special. Huge uh, venue that he was in, too. I mean, that was massive. It, you know, it's, it's cool because it's really cool to watch comedians do a massive venue when mm-hmm. they do their specials. But it's also really it, it's different and just as good when a big comedian chooses a small room for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it just works in, in its own way. It's just different. I like it. Well, you could just tell he. I mean, with Segura, he's he's done so many shows now. I don't know what show that was that they filmed. Do you know what show that was? It was in Arizona, right? But like, how many was he done with before he filmed that special? Because he was just so on point. Oh, dude, they he would have been working on that for at least a year. Yeah, and he would have gone on tour with that already. And it's I think it's usually the end of that tour that they do the special because then it's punched up. Right, you know, it's crisp. They've been practicing that. A long time. I mean, he's literally said the exact same thing. Over and over. Oh, 300 plus right. times. Right. So 
you know, and changing little bits all the time. I mean, by the time they get there, it's just, it's a fun day for them. Like they're, they're having a good time. I think my favorite parts are when he talks about his, with his mom and he does his mom's accent. <laughs> Those are the best. That was right at the end there. Yeah. That was my favorite part. Yeah. He got his mom too high. Oh yeah. He actually posted that video on his um, Instagram okay. and it's just him and his mom <laughs> outside on like this patio, yeah. like porch area, just laughing their asses <laughs> off. Tommy, it's you so tried good. to kill me. It's so good. <laughs> hey, look, I'm proud of him for keeping the weight off. I mean, he he's looking like a stud. Yeah, man. He's way into it. I mean, they talked probably for a half hour about just the regimen and mm-hmm. getting up every day, going to the gym, setting how, how because he hurt himself. That's probably why he was so strict about it. It was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he really focused on that and the idea that now that he's hurt himself and never be back, you know, because when you're injured or when you're sick, the only thing you want in the world is to not be injured, not be sick. Mm-hmm. So it's during that time, even though it's hard, it's like one of those moments that really makes you think, holy shit, I need to commit to this. Mm-hmm. And he'd already had some good momentum from the first sober October. He lost quite a lot of weight after that, right. which was impressive. But on the other hand, has stayed exactly the same, <laughs> probably got a little bit fatter. <laughs> So it doesn't work for everyone. He's got his ups and downs, though. He'll, he, he'll come back. He does. we got to keep him alive, though. He's a national treasure. But it's good to see Tom in that kind of shape. And then, you know, also, um, you know, talking about the keto being effective or the carnivore diet. I know that these things are, you know, almost a bit overly talked about, uh, you know, on Instagram and maybe podcasts and things like this. And there's still, like, this kind of stigma about it being this semi-pseudoscience approach, you know, because it doesn't fit the fucking dumb food pyramid or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I say to anybody that struggles with energy, focus, like especially losing weight, like give that a try. Give it a try. You don't have to do it for long. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, it could work very well for them. And do that allergy test too. Oh, yeah? You think those are good? I want to do it. I, I don't know because I haven't done it, but I've heard, I've heard good things about doing the allergy test to figure out what foods work well with your body, what foods work well with your blood type. Yeah, I mean, I would be into it if I believed that it was like 100% spot on. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is all the things. To me, it sounds, I know they're doing actual lab testing, but it does mm-hmm. sound a little bit like, you know, just some like hippie science. I mean, maybe it's, it's more to the... To the point, yeah, if you eat a ton of potatoes for some reason. Some, for some reason, a lot of people are not, um, what do they call those, the nightshade? Night, yeah, nightshades. So it's like tomatoes, that, chilies, capsaicin, what is it, eggplant. Right. Kind of, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm, and, not, I'm actually, I know I'm not supposed to eat uh, many nightshades. So what happens when you eat them? Does, does it so I have like, feel a, tired like a skin what? rash. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get a rash, and okay. they, they connect that to nightshades but they connected to a lot of things as well really any processed food Mm -hmm. drinking a lot stress i mean but it's just kind of in those categories of stuff and um and a lot of times when i've done keto or when i've done uh especially carnival because carnival wouldn't have any nightshades right right doesn't have any gluten doesn't have any nightshades doesn't really have much processed food if you're doing it well so it's hard to tell what it is in the thing that makes me feel better 
It might be just one of it's the things I'm cutting rid, out. But it's, it's getting rid of all that other bullshit. Well, they say that about even vegan diets. Mm-hmm. It's like people feel some people feel real good on vegan. Some people feel real good on carnivore or keto. And then it's like, is it really those foods or is it the lack of the shitty foods? Right. And I've got a sneaky feeling it's the lack of it. Well, and see, that's why it seems to me like the, the like getting the test done would actually help you. Because like you said, some people feel really good on a vegan diet and other people feel tired all the time. Yeah, again, assuming that they're, they're working, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it comes up with some response and it's like, yep, you something happened with potatoes here, but really potatoes aren't. I just don't know how good they are. Look, if we just quit drinking so much and went to the gym more, <clears throat> we could probably eat. <clears throat> Excuse me. God. Jeez Louise. Uh, we could eat maybe some shittier foods every once in a while, and it wouldn't really affect us as bad. I think it's just really how much shitty foods are you actually eating on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Well, they talked about you know that time Joe had some burger and milkshake combo. And it was amazing and super delicious. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he was like, Ugh! Yeah. Like his brain wasn't working. He could barely move. He's like, why? Yeah. Why did I do this? Well, it's every time I eat Wendy's when I think it's a good idea after a few too many beers. Oh, yeah. Well, Taco Bell on the way home. Because oh, it's the only that. place open. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I don't think that that's food. <laughs> we really need to investigate. It's just... Ah. what it, So <clears throat> they talk about this a lot, these social ideas, these social hot topics, right? They went into it quite a bit, and we've talked about this many times It over and over and over again, trying to get people fighting at each other. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And just... Keep us busy. Yeah, Keep us it distracted. makes so much sense. Like, let's stop getting distracted. And Joe says this over and over again. We're so much alike. We forget that we're alike because we're so distracted by all these social... Right, by, the, by like the one or two things that we disagree on. Yeah. And then for some reason... I don't know how it happens, but it happens to everyone. It happens to me sometimes. If I get, if I go down a rabbit hole of a particular story, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like telling people and I realize, wait a second, am I now working for the narrative? You are. But for free? Yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop doing I barely it, do it. Okay. I you did actually. Do. I mostly, gotten a lot better. I mostly talk about aliens and yeah. when we're going to find them and that's how excited I am. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many divisive issues right now. This podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. They stretch. They give you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I love my bird dogs. I wear them all the time. They dry quickly, you know, definitely in the summertime when we're in and out of water and using the rivers. They're a great addition to my short catalog. So make sure to go to birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R and enter the promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R or promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You won't take your bird dogs off. We promise you. What do you think is the most like decisive, I mean, divisive topic that is coming up right now, like today? 
that. I don't know about today, but I, I think in the, you know, the election stuff is, is getting big. They're starting to come up. But, uh, you know, the, the Bud Light thing was huge. The trans thing is huge. People getting all worked up. Look, I understand. I don't think trans people should, um, you know, a, a, a biological male should not be in competition with a biological female. That does not make sense to me. Other than that, I don't care what people do. I oh, don't you're talking about sports. Sports. Right. But, but they can be sponsored by whoever they want. It just didn't make it a lot of sense. <coughs> right? The Bud Light thing? Yeah. Yeah. It would be like, it just doesn't fit. It's like, think about how they, found, how they find ads for this podcast. Right? They do it based on if they think our audience will want the product. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, they, it has to match. Right. And that just didn't match. It didn't so make it sense. So it was wonky. But... I and then also the, quite funny. I think the point, though, is we're getting so worked up over something that doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares if they put a trans person on their can? I don't care. Yeah, they did make some funny memes, though, and I do support that. Funny memes are great. Funny memes are good all the time. All the time. Keep me entertained. Or like, you know. So I don't watch the news and then get all worked up. What else are we complaining about? I mean, drag shows? Oh, who cares about drag shows? I think drag shows are great. They're hilarious. I don't think people are too worried about that, bro. Oh, that doesn't something. come up. Yeah, it is. It it's is. something. And, you know, talking to, uh, you know, yeah, obviously drag shows for kids. Yeah, bad idea. But are a ton of kids really going to drag shows? It seems like the big ones are just always the two parties, right? Versus the Did Trump, other. you know, take those documents did the media and FBI cover up the Hunter Biden thing? It's like you, anyone gets into talking to me about either of those things and my mm-hmm. eyes just glaze over immediately. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating to because there isn't a conversation there. That's the thing that you notice immediately. There's no conversation. It's just two people preaching at each other like they work for their respective party. Well, because that's what they're being told and that's what they believe in. Yeah. And and then it's just, we're just constantly at war, and then we're not actually talking about the wars or the things that we're spending money on in the government. Rather, we're talking about things that don't really even matter, that are just hot topics that are upsetting one another, and mm-hmm. we're just fighting over stupid shit all the time. And honestly, everyone would go down that kind of path if you spend enough time watching news and reading news, which right. is the really sad part about it, is because... What we think we're doing is informing ourselves. That's the idea of it. Be mm-hmm. informed. To know what's going on in the world. But really, it's just some sort of indoctrination propaganda that gets you all worked up. And it's the only way that you can think. Like, how often do you read anything from a publication that you trust? And you're just like, hmm, yeah, I don't know if all that's true. It's like, that's not really how your brain does it. Your brain reads it and it's like, oh, that's the information. There we go. Mm-hmm. I have it now. And we, if we were a bit more suspicious, then I think we could keep a dialogue going a bit better. Well, that's the worry, though, is that most of what's getting fed to us, left or right, we don't even know if it's true anymore, right? Yeah, we don't. That's get to, get to the part. gym instead. Go work out yeah, instead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I would rather, t- and sorry, guys, I would rather be less informed right now. And that's maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they want. I, I want to make enough money so I can go to the river or, you know, feel good. Where are where are bird dog shorts? Got them on right now. Heads of the river. Very cozy. Uh-huh. I've never had Lululemons, but they are these are swim very cozy. Trunks, right? 
Yeah, they're swim trunks. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're beautiful. Love them. Um, but, you know, I want to hang out with my kid. You know what scares me the most? The, the kid thing freaks me out. Uh, you know, the teachers and it, am I just being fed this narrative that teachers are so concerned about, um, you know, topics gender. these days and gender? I don't know. Or is that just getting fed to me? I don't know because my kid's only three. Well, they're probably not talking. To, they're mostly like coloring in and doing nap time. Well, now they are. But what is it like when he's in sixth and seventh grade? I don't know yet. I'm pretty sure you can go talk to the teachers yeah, and just get their view on it. Be like, hey, just wondered, this is what I'm hearing. What are you guys talking about in here? Does this come up? How do you present it? Mm -hmm. Just wanted to know. Pretty sure they have to tell you. You we'll, know, we'll so maybe, maybe teachers should do that. I hope so. I'm, it, 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 right, it really is up to the parent at the end of the day. It's like talk to your kids about all these things so that you're not in the dark about what is actually going on in their life. Yeah. You know, what, are they, what are you doing at school? Uh, what, did you, what were you taught today? And if they say something crazy that maybe you don't believe in or don't think is right, yeah, go talk to the teacher or tell your kids what you believe to be true or what, just be a good person, right? Yeah, or you can talk to the kids a lot, right? Because they're going to come home and tell you stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes my kid comes home and tells me, you know, he got bit and that's annoying, but, you know, three-year-olds bite each other. Right. You know, I can't, I can't really stop that. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop kids from biting each other. You can't. They love it. <laughs> we should go back to it. So imagine you know, adults just biting each other. Hey. I don't know. I mean, my kid was hitting other kids the other day when we were on the river. He's hitting Jonas's little girl with a stick. And, you know, you just got to take him aside and explain to him, look, man, that's not cool. You can't really get mad. I'm learning you can't, like, anger does not work with children. You have to sit they them down. They just get scared, right? Yeah, you just have to explain to them. And then you don't want them to learn that the only way you're going to get your point across is by yelling. That's true. Because then they do it. Right. Yeah. Or they think that's the only way, yeah, they're going to get their point across is by yelling or freaking out. Right. So that takes a, a lot of patience. A lot of patience, buddy. Well, that's where the cold plunge comes in, my friend. Ooh, that helps so much. They were talking about that a <clears> bunch. <throat> and I like that Joe throws down that, hey, you can just run the bath and put some ice in there. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have an ice maker in your fridge, freezer, mm -hmm. then you're good all the time. Because that thing fills up. You just dump it in there. It doesn't have to be, like, frozen, frozen. And everyone has access to it. And what a great way to start your day. Just a cold shower, man. Yeah, you could do that too. You got to turn on real cold and just sit there and wait for it. Yeah. And just hold yourself in there. Is that as effective? Is I don't like know if full it's submersion? Effective. It helps me. It's better than nothing. But that is a great way to start your day. If you're, especially I think if you're a little depressed mm -hmm. or um, you just find that you don't have really any energy in the morning. And I know it sounds like the last thing you want to try and do when you're groggy and worn out. Mm -hmm. But if you just give it a little bit, you can build up to it. Especially with a shower, right? You can just do 30 seconds to start with. Mm -hmm. Just slowly build up to it. Do get some push-ups. And that's why I love that these narratives continue to pop up. Like people are like, oh, Rogan just always talks about the same things. You know, this is like a criticism. You yeah, know, yeah. hunting or elk meat or what? It's like we need to be reminded a lot all the time as humans, right? Well, discipline comes up so much. It's, it's just discipline when yeah. it comes to working out or taking the cold shower, doing the, the cold bath. Yeah, it's like a freebie to making your life 25% better. I think better than that. Probably. I, I'm not good with percentages. <laughs> 
It no, but it's something about you feel better when you're challenged. That's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. that simple. If you're if you're challenging yourself on a day to day basis, whether it's work, I know I feel like shit. If I'm not doing good at work, if I'm being lazy, procrastinating, you feel like crap. You got to do hard like, stuff. You got to do hard stuff, and that comes up all the time. Because otherwise, what is weird about it is if you don't do the hard stuff, life is harder. Mm-hmm. So you're actually doing it anyway. You're just not choosing when it comes. You're just putting it off, and it's way more uncomfortable when it's just like, oh, I'm just a fat slob, mm-hmm. and now I'm tired, and my bones ache and I didn't get shit done today. Yeah, and then you feel like crap and so you want to eat crappier food because it makes you feel better for a minute. You get that you get that boost of energy. Yeah, and you're then straight you feel, over to Wendy's. And you feel worse. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Ghost Bed. What kind of mattress are you sleeping on right now? I love Ghost Bed because they're all about innovation and constantly exploring new ideas to bring you the most comfortable and cool materials for your mattress. They're on a mission to revolutionize your sleep experience. As a family-owned business, GhostBed understands the importance of quality rest. That's why their mattresses are designed with premium materials and patented cooling features. When you lay down, you'll feel the difference from the very first moment. And here is the best part. GhostBed offers free shipping, a 101-night mattress sleep trial. That's right, 101 nights for free. And most orders ship within 24 hours. So you can start experiencing better sleep sooner than you think. Head to ghostbed.com forward slash J-R-E-R and for a limited time, use code J-R-E-R for 40% off your purchase site-wide. Well, they did get into something interesting about teach like what they teach you in schools too. And I've been thinking about this, like I'm about to have a kid and that's a lot of changes. Mm. And, you know, they're like, yeah, they don't teach you anything about money. They don't really teach you anything kind of useful for life. And, and I guess that's a bit harsh because you do need, like, basic arithmetic. You've got to learn the alphabet. You know, you, that, that's, like, the basis for, like, just kind of functioning. But I don't see why along the way they could teach you more things that you're going to have to use for the whole rest of your life. Right. And the reason I say that is because how many adults, like, we're in our 40s. How many adults do we know? that still are struggling so much with, like, basic things. Mm, taxes. You know, t- well, that's a big one. That's a huge one. Right? Getting ahead of that. Or... Oh, budgeting. Budgeting is... Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not, like, intuitive. Yeah. You don't just... You, you know, it's almost like you're forced to figure it out. Even saving money or spending money and, you know, planning for a trip and, you know, just shit for life yeah working at a restaurant they should teach that in school for sure but the the good thing about school though you have we're social creatures we have to be social we like there's a lot of good socializing that goes on for sure that that's the thing that that's the gripe that i have about homeschool is i i understand that people want to homeschool their kids but there has to be both they have to be socialized they have to hang out with other children all the time or else they're just going to be full of anxiety weirdos or just anxious all the time because they're they're not used to being around a ton of people. It's scary. But it's... I think these days, if you have the means, there's like a lot of clubs and organizations and things that you can get them to. Yeah. And and I, and I think especially in like the mid school age, I don't know if that is like a very fun time for most kids. Hmm. There's a lot of mean bullying. Kids are like really you know, testing those, um, those things. And 
it, it it's almost like trauma from mid school and high school can last into adulthood. Like I have friends even today that I know are not confident now. And because of what happened in middle yeah, school? Because because of just rough months and weeks. Right. Even years that they had that just kind of broke them down. Yeah, but if you so if you homeschool your children though, you have to be on point. It's all on the parent, really. It's a lot. So if you're a lazy parent, then what's the good in that? You're just you feel better that your kids aren't going to school and getting bullied, but then you're just setting them in front of a TV to to watch something. Well, I mean, you got to structure it right. I'm right. not saying it's easy. Nothing's easy. Right. Right. Or maybe maybe there's a bit of both you can do. Right. Yeah. The, I'm, look, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. Obviously, but. I th- I personally think that kids need to have those social experiences and if they're getting bullied, well, why are they getting bullied? What what's what's going on there? And can you talk to your parents about that? Can you talk to a counselor about that? That's the hard part is that kids are scared to reach out for help. Well, that's another thing that they talked about, right? Wouldn't it be good if you had a class on emotions mm-hmm. and dealing with emotions, right? I mean, they do talk a little bit or at least they did I'm sure they do it more now, but when I was in school, there were like, you know, things that we did ab- around bullying just to kind of highlight what it is and how it affects people. See, I don't remember that. I don't know if it was like super effective, but they did, a, they did have some of that, you know, it didn't seem to change like the bully's attitude towards stuff. But, you know, but if you sat down and explained what jealousy is, right, you gave examples of it. And the kids in there could like feel, oh yeah, that that is how I am when it's when I get jealous. And then you talk them through the process of how you know this doesn't really serve you, and it's going to be okay, and you don't need those things, or you know it, that could be really uh, or effective. The reason you're getting bullied by someone is because the the poor kid who's bullying you has a shitty household where his parents don't give a crap about him. Well, exactly, or empathy. Her. Like teaching them empathy, it would. It's hard though. I get it because they're very young and they're not developed enough to have the space to think about empathy. Yeah, right. A lot of that comes from experience, but it doesn't hurt to start. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think sports for me, sports were always a thing that gave me the confidence. Right. So I don't know what kids are doing today. If you like, if you're not in a sport on a sports team. That would be really hard to, in my mind, at that age, to gain the confidence that you need. That that helped me so much was being on a sports team, having a coach, you know, having someone you look up to, having a mentor. If you don't have all those things, then it's really hard to gain the confidence that you need. Yeah. I think that's why sports are such a huge part of growing up, at least for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you need that's super the camaraderie. And you need to know how to lose and that be okay too. with it. And to compete and to learn to practice and work together as a team and all those things. Like, that stuff is super important. And let your kids climb some trees without, you know, being scared. <laughs> <sighs> Could be scary, though. I, I think, again... If you man, got, like, a goofy, nerdy kid that's clumsy, well, you, you you're going to worry. You think about the 80s, right? It's like our parents would just let us go ride our bikes, no helmets. And I'm not, I'm not saying helmets are bad. Helmets are great. Well, all kids should wear helmets. But we all turned out okay. Well, some of us... <laughs> Some of us are a bit but it's slower. Like, go outside, ride your bike for the next five hours or three hours, and come back for dinner. You d- that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Kids are just sitting inside. They don't play enough. They just need to be outside. Get man. them playing. Get them playing. Yeah. Get, like, the most exhausting toys the, the, <laughs> so that they, they just worn out. You just got to wear them out. Run around in a circle as fast as you can. 
What about the guy, the comedian that um, Tommy was talking about, um, that begged him to get on stage? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm. So, and this is early days. And like when I did stand up, these kind of things would happen. I mean, w I, was, I was like, you know, a basic open micer, really. So a lot of times we were just looking to fill a show. We didn't mind too much if it bombed. If it was like a, a paid show and, you know, we could pick people that we knew were better and and we usually it's because we've seen their stuff yeah you knew what it was like yeah so you're like all right this guy can handle it but a lot of open mics you're just trying to fill spots up it doesn't matter right even even some shows are like that but so this guy asks him begs him hey let me on the show and tom's like all right i'll talk to the guy hosting uh the guy says yeah it gets up there bombs terrible Ass again. Let me do it again. I'll do better. I'll do a different set. Does the same freaking set. Bombs Sucks. Again. Tom's super embarrassed. But the whole time he's looking at this guy's website that's like badass. And this is like back in the day right. when people didn't really have cool websites. It was a when nice business card too. Yeah. So he was like pro there. And then that's when Tom realized that, oh, this is what he's doing to distract himself from the real work. He's doing this other thing and not performing and not practicing. Mm -hmm. And... You know, that makes me think about a lot of the ways that, like, I conduct myself or you watch other people do it. You know, I'll do that with schoolwork all the time. I'll be, like, organizing all these other parts of stuff because I'm in grad school right now. That isn't necessary at all. But it's because I don't want to sit down and get started on the paper. Right. Right? And it doesn't happen for long. I usually get it done. But it is interesting to see that. So you, if you expand that out into... Imagine how many people have not, they're not being successful or they're not getting to the place they want to go to because of those distractive things that still look productive, that still look really good. Yeah, it makes it's you like, think that you're being productive, really. It's a productive procrastination. Mm, that's a good way of I putting it. I do a it. lot of that. I think, I think a lot of people do. And it's something that, you know, everyone should kind of take a look at in themselves. Like, what things am I doing? that really are that productive procrastination mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, why do I keep doing this? Our three hour long lunches, Adam, are those productive? <clears throat> those are super productive for me. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to come along. No, but they're okay? so nice though. They're they so, are so nice. It's just such a nice distraction. But I usually am done with everything. Yeah, true. But that's, that's where it's bad. So maybe I'm a bad influence, but everyone needs to be responsible for their own Actions right. during lunch. I'm gonna miss those lunches. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Well, that's how it goes. And and you have to be disciplined about right, like not drinking three beers at lunch. Maybe stick to one. Yeah, unless you know you love it and it <laughs> makes the rest of your day awesome. But again, yeah, if if it doesn't, if it slows you down, makes you tired, and you know that it always wrecks the second half of your afternoon, then don't do it. Yeah, that's a bad move, right? But it is Burger Beer Day. It's Thursday. So, oh, there we go. Well, we have to go today mm. then. You don't have a choice. What was what was your favorite bit on Segura's stand up on his new stand up? Oh, the I love the Garth Brooks bit. Mm. Yeah, how he's fucking with Garth all the time, and now he's so freaking famous. I mean, it was the number one thing on Netflix recently. Was Tom's special? That's awesome. I mean, you know, when he was first messing with Garth, it's like Garth is this you know, mega superstar. And it was just this comedian messing with him. Mm. But now he's so big and he's still doing it. <laughs> Goth, you just need to embrace 
the comedy in this and not get mad and go on maybe open for one of uh, Tom's specials. There you go. That'd be dope. Lastly, I want to finish up with the with the Roseanne Theo thing. Yep. Yeah. So Rogan played the clip, Theo and Roseanne at the Comedy Mothership. I guess that's where they did the pod, which is cool. Um, I don't know if it was a live pod or they just like used the space because it looked cool. I don't think there was an audience, but it could have been. That would have been fun. Um, and you know, Roseanne's just saying wild stuff. She's a comedian. She likes to say wild stuff. She always has. And they gave Theo a strike and banned him for a week. And that's big money, right? Well, it's because of probably what she said about the Holocaust. Even though she's Jewish, she said, and the and Holocaust joking. didn't happen. But she was uh, clearly joking. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. Is it just a bot that's taken him down that doesn't see the context before the actual joke? I don't know. Not now. Not now. I mean, it was mentioned on Rogan in detail. Yeah. Even Theo did a post the week later on... Uh, his show where he like discussed it in length right the big thing is there's just no one to talk to and i don't understand why that is especially with these big shows i mean theo has like six hundred thousand subscribers mm. he get millions of views you would have thought you'd you'd have somebody to talk to right you're a big player over that network and or website or whatever whatever you call it um, you know, I just feel like someone should get on the line and be like, oh yeah, we reviewed it and you're right. That is satirical. And okay, we're going to, we're going to take care of that. Or, or tell us why she was actually banned. Because I mean, what she did say about Biden was incorrect. I mean, she, the, the amount of counties that he won was actually way higher than what, than what she mentioned. Yeah, but you can speak. No, I get it. It's, it's silly. They should not have been banned, but what are you actually getting banned for? There should be a, a discrepancy like, hey, I need to know exactly what we said that got us banned. But yeah, they don't, th- even, the they don't even seem to, to do that. They don't seem to give you anything. Right, because and, they don't want people to talk about anything when they're trying to just basically have a conversation about anything that has to do with politics or, you know, hurting other races, right? And when she was clearly joking, I I would think the Holocaust thing that she said is probably what got them banned. But right before that, she's talking about Biden and how many counties he actually won compared to Trump and how how do you get 81 million votes from, you know... 36 counties or whatever 36 counties, but it was really 509 because Joe did the fact check on that. It was 509 counties, which makes way more sense. Yeah. But even that, she's just speaking. Yeah. They're just, just saying stuff. People say dumb shit all the time that's not true. Yeah, that's what a comedy banned. special is. It's all just lies that are hilarious. Yeah, I don't... I, I feel like... I feel like they need to figure something out over there. And, and maybe it's YouTube? just because they're so big and there's not really good competition against YouTube that they don't have to yet. You know? But it's just a shame. It's like they could do that and also be the biggest. Well, maybe Theo needs to go over to Rumble. Yeah. He won't get as many people watching, though, I don't think. Right. It's not as big, you know? And But he may have to. It's hard to say. All right, let's jump over to Sean Strickland. Now, are you familiar with this UFC fighter? Probably not. Not until this nice little combo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Todd's getting into the <laughs> UFC. Well, if you're not familiar with him, then... A lot of this conversation that Joe had with him is probably quite difficult to listen to. Um, he, I know him 
from fighting. I know he always says wacky things. I've seen a ton of his press conferences. Mm. I mean, he just he just sprays it out. He thinks it and says it. Yeah. And it's wild. I noticed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, there's some real uncomfortable moments. I mean, he doesn't hold back at all. No. If you're into conversations like that, it's definitely worth listening to. Joe was trying to be a really patient father throughout the entire conversation. He totally was. And he and he didn't really preach too hard. No, he, he just was being he good just about tried it. to be like, "Hey, you don't need to keep calling yourself a piece of shit." Yeah. Which he definitely did at least 10 times. At least. Just stop thinking about your past, man. Your past is horrendous. You yeah, know? but it's probably hard not to when your past was like that. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like a pretty vivid memory for him because he he was able to go through a lot of it. He must think about that. That a was lot. a good therapy session for Sean. Kind of was. Yeah. And you know, you got to give it to him. Like fair play. He opened up. He let people know like, yeah, this is kind of why I'm this way. Right? Yeah, which is good to hear. You got to you got to be careful that you're not using that as a crutch to continue saying wild stuff, but I I don't know how he could stop. Well, he's also only 31, right? 32? Yep. He's not that old. No. We, no. We all said a lot of really ridiculous things when we were in our 20s and 30s, right? And you're still doing it. I still do. Yeah. 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 Imagine what he was like 10 years ago. He's probably actually calmed down a little bit. And thank God for fighting. Thank God he found that right. so that he had something to focus on. Because imagine him working anywhere. I mean, he'd have to work on like an oil rig or in a construction team where he's like not talking to people. No, he'd get, he'd get kicked off the, even that. He'd probably. Get kicked, he'd get kicked out of there because he'd get into a fight with somebody. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. He probably would. But that crazy stories in there. I mean, the one where oh, he's dude. saying he's going to pull the trigger on his dad when he was 17. Well, his dad was going to commit suicide, yeah, right? And he, and he was like telling his dad to do it. That's right. He told his dad to pull the trigger. And, then, it, and then afterwards, he's like, well... You know, he should have done it because then he spent the next 10 years battling cancer and it was mm. awful and then he died. Ugh. And I'm like, wow. But just the way he told it is like hard to hear. Well, just so matter of fact, like yep. this is this is what I believe and I'm not I'm not going to think any any other way. I wonder if he has that because of like the lack of guidance always. So he had to just kind of be like seeing his family when he's very young and he's like, yeah, they're not. They're not going to help me figure this out. So I have to become very decisive and figure it out myself. And without guidance, you're going to go down a lot of crazy avenues. Right. Didn't he say he was like a neo-Nazi for a while when he yeah. was very young? And again, he just didn't have the best upbringing. So he's just trying to figure out what he needed to do to feel safe or he needed to do to feel because he was different, right? Yeah. And so, like you said, without fighting, fighting is what gave him his identity, right? Like his brother would be partying all the time and he would go on runs mm -hmm. because he's trying to be a fighter. So instead of him having to be uncomfortable in these situations and feel like he's the weird kid and just pissed off all the time, that his brother and all the buddies and all of his friends could just say, oh, Sean's just a fighter. That's yeah. just what he is now. So that's what gave him his identity, mm -hmm. right? Because he was just lost. He's just a lost kid with no fucking parents around. And so much of that happens. And it's so heartbreaking because, like, you, you see a lot of the results. I mean, thank God that Rogan brought up a bunch of times, yeah, but look at you now. Mm -hmm. Look at the successes that you have and, and be proud of those things. 
And, you know, he, he tried to kind of guide him to be like, hey, you don't have to hate everybody as well. Like, he kept bringing up every time Sean would bring up a different fighter that he doesn't like. He's like, well, I really like that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? He said that ten times, probably. At least. Yeah. It probably needed to, just to be clear. I mean, it was like a huge shit-talking uh, <laughs> podcast. Isn't that what makes... I mean, clearly the guy's kind of a bully, right? It's what makes him a good fighter, right? Yeah. It's talking shit is what he's just used to doing. It's right. what he's done his whole life. Yeah, he talks mad shit. It's hard to stray from that if it's working for you. Mm-hmm. I, what do you think of the odds of him coming back on? Do you think that that was like a little bit too much for he's, Rogan? He's not coming back on. You don't, don't think so? I don't think so. I guess it depends on how, how it's all kind of heard, in a sense. It's like because he's so much him and it's so wild, it's like sometimes you can give people a pass for it. Yeah. And just be like, whoa, that was nuts. But also, that was pretty wild. Well, you brought this up earlier. You have to be empathetic towards the guy. You get, yeah, you, yeah, you should. Right. You Even should. though he's saying dumb shit. I mean, he, he, was, he was honest enough to be like, well, you know, I, we hate ourselves, some of us mm-hmm. fighters. Like, well, he you know, clearly doesn't. talked about John Jones. You know, being brought up, knowing that he's this super athlete, he's got super athlete brothers and lots of support, and he just feels like he's gold, and he's making up moves and just crushing it. But a lot of those guys, you know, probably do look in the mirror, and they, they're they not happy with who they are and what they see, and it's pain and anger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it's brave to be able to bring that up, especially when you're, like, a cocky dude like he is, like... You got to give him some respect for that, I think. Yeah, I respect it. I, I think that as he grows older, he's going to change the way he talks. If he continues to be really successful in his fighting career, there's just so much money in that. And he have so much more access to being around people that maybe are a bit calmer. Maybe he can meet some, you know, mental style individuals that kind of can help him just orient himself better and he might just feel better about himself right right if he felt better about himself he probably wouldn't you know generally people aren't as angry well how many times did he say i'm a piece of shit i mean it must have been we should have counted too many we should have counted too many i mean he said it in like it's his way of like kind of joking about how he speaks he's not joking though but yeah he probably does believe it that's that's sad stuff Sad stuff. And he's a fucking great fighter. Like, that's the thing that you can't take away from him. I mean, all that sparring that he's talking about, how much he spars. I mean, Mm. he's a guy that a lot of people fear in the UFC. And he probably could transition to some of those boxing matches, like maybe against Jake Paul or whatever. Um, Because he is a really good boxer. Doesn't get hit a lot. He's got great movement. You, You know, you watch some of his fights and wow. Look, I appreciate people that talk about how they're feeling and with zero filter, and that's just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> zero filter. I do like that. You know? I, I about, would like to hear his podcast a little bit, too. I See. mean, the honesty that, you know, that he felt about, you know, fighting some of these Muslim guys and how they're always talking just as much shit, but you don't really see that. But he's telling you about it because he's getting that when he's fighting. Uh-huh. You know, and or the honesty that he had about how he, you know, he loved, uh, you know, training in a black gym because it made him way stronger because mm-hmm. these black guys were kicking the shit out of him. And what did he, he called, uh, 
it was towards the end, he called one of his trainers or, or somebody who was sparring with. He was, he said some racist bullshit about how this guy's weak or whatever because he's not black enough. Didn't he say that? I think so. And once he explained why he said that, I mean, he sounded like a piece of shit when he said that, right? Yeah. And everyone's going to call him a racist for that. But once he explained, hey, this is where my mindset comes from and this is why I said it, it made sense. But look, people are going to judge you no matter what. And if it works for him, it's working. Yeah. He's just got to keep winning. Yeah. He's got to keep winning. <laughs> As long as he keeps winning, and people will have patience for this, and he, he'll get a chance. But if he's getting knocked out and losing his fights and also talking wild shit, that's not, that's not good. So, yeah, 100% focus on that. I wonder how it changed the way that he understands race by training in that gym, too. You know? It's like so much of like racism, bigotry, and all this, it just comes from a lack of exposure mm. to being around different types of people and coaches and whatever. And it's like, once you are around them and then you meet some people that are really nice and they become your friends, you just like, Oh, what I thought about this is incorrect. Right. And it sounds like it. I mean, he has a black guy on his podcast, right? It doesn't sound like a racist. So yeah, that exposure probably helped. He's just a mad shit talker. That's all it is. <laughs> He's a mad shit talker. Right? Yeah. And again, I'm glad that Joe reiterated many, many times like how his life has improved and how he doesn't have to be the same person. You know, I think Joe could tell that he was like possibly holding himself in this place of being like, no, I'm this piece of shit that says wild things. And Joe, Joe believes that you change always. Right. And he's like, hey, in 10 years, you might not be like this, mm -hmm. you know, as much. Yeah. He was being the patient old dad. He was. It was good. It was so good. It was so good. Anyway, that's the pods for this week. We appreciate you. Tom Segura, you're a legend. Go watch that immediately. Sledgehammer. And if, and if you're not familiar with uh, uh, Sean Strickland, give that pod a go and at least watch some of his fights if you're into fighting just to see how much of a badass he is. But he is a wild man, and we wish him the best. Thanks, guys. Love you, Todd, as always. Later. Peace out.